The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Fitzgerald, Garen Perro, columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. We've got uh, certainly got one of those today. It's a new one, Dynamic Metals. ASX code is DYM, trading at 26 cents for a market cap of 12.7 million. So lots of leverage there to expiration success. Now, Dynamic only joined the list in January through a $7 million IPO, which was sponsored by Jindalee. Jindalee, of course, being the project generator where it's had exploration success previously, it's uh, spun uh, pr- uh, companies out. I'm thinking of Energy Metals uh, back at around 2010, I think it was, which resulted in a $0.55 cent dividend for the shareholders at the time. But more importantly, Jindalee's made a big uh, lithium discovery, McDermott, in the States, and that's its focus now. And Dynamic is picking up all of the WA uh, exploration interests across lithium, nickel, gold, and PGE. Um, interesting story this one, so well, we'll get stuck into it. And we have Karen Welman, the MD, with us today to bring us up to speed on what Dynamics plans are in the year ahead. G'day, Karen. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, Barry. How you going? Right. Good, thanks, Karen. Uh, Karen, I've mentioned it's a new company. Um, I'm pretty sure it's your first uh, gig as an MD, so just give us a bit of a professional background on yourself, if you could. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is my first gig as an MD. Um, I've uh, my background is in geology, so I've been in the exploration and mining game for over twenty years now. Uh, my first job was actually at St Ives Gold Mine, so in the Kimbata area, which we'll talk about a bit later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've worked in a variety of roles, uh, covering yeah, early stage exploration through to you know underground mining, open pit mining, and um, I've spent a fair bit of time in project evaluation and resource estimation side of things. So. Um, my most recent job, I was the CEO of Jindalee for the last couple of years before we've done the spin-off. Um, so quite familiar with the, all the projects that we've got. Mm-hmm. And just before that, I worked for Silver Lake Resources as a resource development manager. So, Right. Okay. So lots of uh, good WA experience there. Now, um, Karen, there's three main projects that uh, the company's come to the market with in the IPO. We've got the uh, Widgie Mulfa uh, between Norseman and uh, Cambolda there, which covers but lithium, nickel and gold. We've got Lake Percy um, to the west of Norseman there, uh, focusing on nic- uh, nickel and lithium. And then we've got the Deep Well uh, project, uh, which is across nickel, gold and um, PGs up there near Mikathara. So let's break it down a bit and we'll start with uh, Widji Mulfa, if we could. Now, Widji Mulfa itself is three projects in one because you have the lithium potential, uh, unfolding, which everyone is well aware of now in that part of the world, and of course the historic nickel and gold at, uh, gold potential of the region. So I'll let you kick it off. What's got you most excited at the moment about the Widgee project? Oh, that's a hard question. That one. <laughs> There's so much potential in the area. Um, so it is very exciting to have this. Um, this uh, you know, it's an unrivaled land position really that we hold um, over 880 mm. square kilometres stretching between sort of Cambalda and Norseman. Um, as you mentioned, you know, there's quite a bit of depth to the portfolio in terms of what we are 
uh, exposed to and uh, what we could potentially find. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly excited about our nickel potential. We've spent a lot of time uh, working on that uh, in terms of target generation. And we have a lot of historic data. So for the nickel and the gold, there's heaps of historic information available that we've been able to use and refine our um, geological models and come up with these um, drill targets. So yeah, the nickel and the gold, are, are, you know, they've come to us and we've been able to dive straight into to drilling them um, just after listing, actually, because they were ready to go. Uh, the lithium potential is is a whole a new world that's opening up to us. Uh, a fair bit of the ground that we've got hasn't really been exposed to exploration um, in this modern boom, if you want to call it. Uh, so uh, we don't have a lot of, there's not a lot of historic data to go from, you know, back in, you know, when I was out there 20 years ago, we didn't, we were saying for lithium, you know, we had our focus was purely on gold at that point. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, in terms of the lithium potential, you're back at early stage again. Um, and, you know, we'll be back doing soil sampling and things like that, early stage target generation work. But, you know, we're, we're pretty excited. We're seeing we would have, uh, we put an announcement out, out uh, a couple of weeks ago about granting of a, a big tenement around the Pioneer Dome, which is one of the areas probably considered um, most highly prospective for lithium around uh, Wijimulta. So, yeah, we're excited to get stuck into that in the second half of this year. And, uh, yeah, location-wise, fantastic. Uh, just touching on Pioneer Dome there, owned by Essential Metals, which was the subject of a $136 million bid from uh, IGO and its uh, Chinese partner there and then Mineral Resources came came in and sort of blocked things by acquiring a, a, a 20% stake. Timberline Tunnel Resource there. So you're uh, adjacent to that pretty much? Yeah, we're adjacent to that. So uh, this new tenement that was granted um, a couple of weeks ago uh, covers the western side of the Pioneer Dome. So there's about 20 k's of strike along there that um, is considered quite um, prospective. Um, that we need to attack. Was there a ballot for that or was it uh, open ground? No, there was no ballot. No, we, we've held uh, that one's been an application for a few years. Okay, great. So lithium uh, potential will unfold over time as you work up uh, drilling targets. So let's focus on the nickel where you drilled uh, the Doherty Far West prospect uh, shortly after listing. You had some nice hits there and what uh, some follow-up holes have been drilled? Yeah, so Doherty Far West was our first uh, program and we we uh, commenced that uh, within two weeks of listing in January. Um, and, yeah, so the story of Doherty Far West, uh, it was a target which uh, was drilled by Mincor actually in 2007 uh, and they had a few anomalous results uh, that they got there in the weathering zone um, but then, you know, for whatever reason, they've moved on to some other targets that they had in the area and left that one as it was. Uh, so we came in and we drilled uh, five holes across four sections um, uh, for just over 730 metres of RC drilling. Uh, so what we were doing, we just wanted a bit of a proof of concept, what was happening there, uh, and we were looking to intercept a fresh rock basal contact. So that's the contact between the ultramafic and the basalt. Um, that's kind of a critical part of it when you're looking for a combat or nickel um, ore deposits. Uh, yeah, and then we had some quite, um, you know, I'd call them quite spectacular results for a first run, <laughs> a first go at it. Uh, we got uh, 16 metres at 1.96% nickel um, in hole two, um, and that included a zone of five metres at 2.84%. Um, so, you know, this, you know, it's pretty significant grades when you come to nickel. In general, we found that our intercepts were of, you know, greater thickness and higher grade of the historic drill holes, which was quite encouraging. Uh, we got significant intercepts in three of the five holes that we drilled. Um, so, you know, that was a very, very strong and encouraging start for us. 
Um, and we're, you know, we were, uh, we're buoyed by what we've got. Uh, we had a little bit of cobalt in there too, which was um, quite interesting. Um, but I guess the key point was that we intercepted um, all of those nickel intercepts are in the weathering zone. And, you know, what we're looking for is, is massive sulfides in, in fresh rock. So um, we took uh, an opportunity to drill two more holes uh, just recently at the start of May once we had all the assays back and we had an opportunity to update our model. Um, we drilled mm-hmm. these two holes on existing tiered lines so we didn't need to go ahead and get any more pr- approvals or anything. Um, and uh, we're still waiting for assays on those ones. Um, but once again, the, the target was still hitting that fresh rock. Um, and, you know, we, we took the chance to uh, drill those two holes. But in the meantime, in parallel, we're planning our next steps, which, uh, you know, we need to do a bit more permitting to step out to the south and keep following that um, contact. Right, okay. And I see that um, approval's in place for a Sunday Soak uh, AC drilling program in the uh, the current quarter, is it? Yes, so Sunday Soak is um, being drilled at the moment, actually. Uh, so that was an equal program. It's another target um, that we had generated um, prior to the IPO and sort of just been waiting to, for a chance to get to. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's part of a campaign that we've just uh, in the midst of uh, completing at the moment. Uh, where we, we put together three uh, air core programs that we had across Widgie Multh and we've drilled them as one campaign um, sort of for more efficiency in terms of rig mobilisation and exploration crews. Um, yeah, so that's that should be finished shortly and then we'll uh, give a bit of an update to the market on how that's gone and, and of course, we'll be waiting for assays again on that one. Interesting part of the world, bit of corporate action. Um, we've seen uh, Mincor being absorbed by uh, the Wailu uh, Andrew Forrest's group. The, the nickel market itself, very interesting, um, you know, plus $10 a pound, uh, good time to be finding nickel. Yeah, and, you know, uh, we love the area in Cambada goes hand in hand with, with nickel um, and the great thing is there is so much infrastructure in place. Um, you know, we've got BHP Nickel West operations, I think that's within 30Ks of the Doughty Far West um, prospect. So, you know, we don't need to find something massive and huge and, and go out on our own, um, you know. Um, so we're very encouraged um, with um, the, with the area that we're in. You know, people say they've got um, projects in strategically located areas, but this is quite genuine. <laughs> Particularly when it comes to nickel, for yeah. sure. Okay. And uh, we've touched on lithium. So, so the plan at, uh, with the lithium is to uh, early stage exploration, work up some jewel targets for lithium later in the year perhaps? Yeah, so we're uh, planning uh, quite a large uh, source sampling program really across that uh, Pioneer Dome tenement. That's going to be a priority for us in um, the second half of the year. Uh, so that's we're just sort of finalising um, logistics in, in terms of completing that, but that, that's probably the next thing that we'll, that we'll be doing in the area. Right. And I said uh, it's a good time to be finding nickel. It's a good time to be finding lithium as well. Uh, that's right. <laughs> And interestingly, it's uh, I'm never too sure with nickel. You know, you can have a, a decent resource in the market. Sometimes struggles to uh, give uh, a full value for it. But with lithium, it seems you only need the ten million tons. Seems to be the magic figure. And if you get ten million tons, well, your market cap is a hundred million dollars plus. So certainly worth finding for a junior company. Yeah, and the great thing about working in in the gold fields in particular is that you can move quite fast, um, as you've been able to see with I guess our, our mates up the road. Would you nickel? I mean, they they found the Faraday as an outcropping pegmatite and then drilled it out and put out a mineral resource in a pretty short uh, space of time. So, you know, that is one of the, the fantastic advantages of working in Western Australia is that you can you can go from finding an outcrop to, to straight into drilling it and getting results pretty fast. That's uh, 
back to your home uh, uh, patch there with when you were working for St. Ives, St. Ives, a 16 million ounce gold camp, of course, owned by Goldfields. Your broader regional Widgee area, Widgee Milford area, you've um, you've got some uh, gold targets you'll be uh, looking at? Yes, we have quite a few gold targets. Um, as I mentioned before, I mean, everyone's, you know, there is well explored for gold um, and, uh you know, we've got a lot of data to go from and there's just a lot of, you know, anomalous hits uh, which sit around which haven't been followed up. But I guess, you know, there's been no shortage of supply in the past of, of targets to follow up. So we've got quite uh, a few of those. So two of which I mentioned before, we, we drilled three um, Air Corps programs just now um, and two of those were gold targets. That was the Mandilla uh, prospect and Higginsville prospect. Uh, so they were both gold uh, targets just covered with some air core drilling to see if we can refine the anomalies a little bit better and, and go on to some deeper drilling after that. Okay. So of the three in, in Widgie Mulfa, which one excites you most? Is it nickel? Is it lithium or gold? That's a good question. <laughs> really good question. Um, I suppose drill results will uh, firm up your belief. Which one excites you most? Yeah. A 5% nickel hit or a... Uh, uh, 15 metres at uh, 2% lithium. I mean, the lithium potential, we, we you know, we don't know what um, the future holds for us there. So, I mean, that's probably uh, the most exciting one, potentially. Yeah, certainly in this market. Nice to have uh, nickel and gold in the background there. Worked for uh, WMC for uh, 100 years or, or 80 years or so. So, good model. Now, Lake Percy, another one that's uh, lithium, well, lithium and nickel focused. Let's talk about the lithium uh, potential up there and uh, you've just reported some uh, confirming uh, strong nickel potential at Lake Percy but uh, interestingly enough there are some lithium encountered on the way down so tell us a bit about the Lake Percy story. Yeah so Lake Percy was uh, the second uh, drill program we embarked on after we listed early this year um, and it was quite a large program nearly six and a half thousand meters of um, it was a plan to be air core drilling we ended up doing a bit of air core and a bit of RC um, just to get through um, some difficult ground conditions uh, so that was a large program, covered about 10 kilometres of what we call the uh, Western Ultramafic, which is uh, highly prospective for nickel. So the drill program that we had planned was, uh, you know, it was a nickel nickel focus because there's a similar situation at Lake Percy as into Wujimulsa in that uh, we've got a lot of data, historic data on the nickel potential, um, but less information on, on the lithium and what's happening with the pegmatites in particular. Um, so we, we went there, we've done the drilling, uh, so we were testing five targets that we had generated um, and we were looking mostly just to get uh, some geochemical data on the bedrock geology to refine um, our drill targets for sort of phase two. Uh, but we were quite, you know, we've been yeah, very well encouraged by uh, the intersections we got. Uh, we, we got, for example, in DYR32, we got 16 metres at 1.11% nickel um, and 645 ppm copper. And this intersection is, is really important for several reasons. Uh, one, you know, we can geochemically classify that as a gossen, and gossens are really important in the context of nickel exploration. It's indicating the presence of sulphide minerals, and, you know, that's at the end of the day what we're looking for. Uh, secondly, it came on the, the northern part of the Western Ultramafic, and this is an area where there was no historic data. So we had no, you know, we weren't sure what we were going to encounter in, in that part of the world. Um, so to, to get, you know, this, this Gotham intersection is highly encouraging. I think the next, the historic drilling, which exists is about 1.2 Ks away. So, uh, you know, we've got a fair bit of wiggle room, um, and potential to follow up on through there. 
Um, and we learned a lot of information about the program. As I mentioned, the ground conditions weren't, you know, great. Uh, we had to, to alter what we were doing with the drill rig, but that's the kind of knowledge which is we can take into future drill programs. Uh, but it's really highlighted the, the enormous potential in this area. Um, and we're very much encouraged by the results that, you know, are highly indica- indicative that we may be onto a fertile nickel sulfide system. So, yeah, it's like really, it's quite exciting. Um, and as you mentioned, yeah, we got some anomalous lithium grades as well. Uh, so this is one of the things we always knew would happen uh, when we drilled the holes and, you know, we've drilled along sections. So we've gained quite a lot of geological data from our logging uh, as well as geochemical data. And, you know, what's quite important is probably the historic uh, geological modelling of the area of what which direction the pegmatites were going and, and the controls and orientations. It's probably actually quite a lot different to what was thought historically. So we've gained a lot of information on that and what they're doing. Uh, so we'll be able to take that information and feed it into uh, our uh, sort of mineralisation model and, and, and vectoring in terms of um, figuring out where to go uh, to follow up on that lithium potential. Right. And it's, uh, well, I guess, all lithium um, provinces in, in WA are emerging. Um, it's uh, not all that far. Well, it's about 60 kilometres east of the Mount Holland, uh, the world-class um, lithium discovery, um, Earl, Mount Holland, Earl Grey, of uh, the Wes Farmers and SQM joint venture. Uh, and uh, Charger Metals made a, a nice spodumene discovery down there at uh, Medcalf. So, again, uh, you're nicely positioned. Yeah, we believe so. So, you know, it's um, it's fairly well located. I mean, the road out to Lake Percy, you, mean, you drive down from Norseman heading across to Hyde and it's, it's like a, it's a dirt highway essentially because it's a haul road uh, for for the big mines around the area. So, yeah, it's still, you know, it's a fantastic location. Now you have to drive a bit further to get to Mikasara, but uh, Deep Well, Nickel, Copper and PGE, it's listed as. Tell us a bit about this project. Yeah, so Deep Well is what I refer to as our wildcard uh, project. Okay. <laughs> um, so, you know, not a lot of historic uh, data uh, exists up in that part of the, uh, this part, part of the world. So um, the Deep Well tenements cover the southern extension of the Narweda Greenstone Belt. So I've got a little bit of familiarity with that part of the world. I worked for Dorian. Uh, minerals uh, which were up on the northern part there Um, so yes this project actually came to us um, from a a husband and wife team um, who had generated some targets during COVID the lockdown um, went on deep dive data and and the area looked quite interesting Um, so they went out there and you know found a few outcropping gossans over a six kilometer strike and sampled them and they came back with the anomalous nickel, copper and PGEs. Um, and, yeah, from there they, they came to us and asked if we were interested. Um, so we have 80% interest in that in that project now after the IPO. And, uh, yeah, essentially there's been no drilling in there. There's been a couple of drill holes that were drilled by Dora actually um, but looking for gold um, and just some air core, line, some lines of air core. Um, but essentially underneath these gossens there's been no, no drilling at all. So... Yeah, we're quite, um, you know, it's it's one of these projects which is, is proper exploration. You're not sure what you, you're going to find um, underneath it, but it's it's highly interesting. It uh, piques our interest as geologists in particular uh, as to, to get in there and have a look and see what we can find. Yeah, interesting. Well, okay then, Karen, um, let's bring it all together and give uh, investors a feel. Uh, well, you've got uh, last count, I think you had about $5.5 million in the bank, so well-funded for a... Pretty active program in the uh, next, uh, well, certainly the rest of this year and early into next year. Um, 
So just give us a feel for what that pro- shape of that program will look like. Yeah, well, that's um, that's a it's a good question too. So at the moment we were revising uh, our exploration uh, our budget for uh, FY twenty four. I mean we've we've kind of found ourselves uh, with some good problems uh, in that you know we had our original set of exploration programs that we we're going to complete, uh, but then we've had some early success uh, to follow up on as well, and mm-hmm. now we've also had those extra tenements have been granted. Uh, so with which are quite promising in terms of their um, prospectivity. So we're sort of just taking a, a moment to, to go through and uh, review and uh, prioritise the work programs because um, we want to make sure that we're also maintaining um, our systematic and measured approach to executing our, our exploration projects. That's like quite important um, to our strategy. So there'll be, you know, there's be a fair bit to come. I mean, there'll be more of it. The obvious things are following up on the, on the soil sampling at, at around the Pioneer Dome there you know, will be a priority. Um, follow up at Lake Percy will be um, up there as well, as well as a couple more targets, um, some strong nickel drill targets that we've got on some of our new tenements um, and probably a little bit of gold on the side. <laughs> and, of course, if you are all subject to change when you hit something special. That's be it lithium or nickel or gold. That's right. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, we've achieved quite a lot as a, a small company in a very short space of time and we haven't even been listed five months yet. Um, so, you know, I'm very proud of uh, our team for what we've managed to accomplish so far. Um, and, yeah, I think I think shareholders can see that our results um, that we've been able to achieve quite early on reflect the high-quality work um, and enormous efforts that we put into our target generation um, in the lead up to listing, so, and I guess it, the company benefits from uh, being able to get off to this uh, flying start because the sort of incubation period when uh, these projects were held by uh, Jinder Lee. That's right. Yeah, when we managed to take full advantage of that, um, the timings worked out really well. Listing in January, uh, you know, I think most people would be sort of shy away from uh, the timeline we, that we ended up going with, um, but it's actually worked out really well in our favour. I mean, we found, you know. Th- if we were uh, trying to do this last year, it would have been a lot di- more difficult. Uh, it was pretty hard to get a draw rig. Draw rig availability is, is, is much, much better now and it's definitely working in our favour. Oh, excellent. Okay. Well, there you go, folks. Very interesting story. A, uh, a junior company living up to its name, Dynamic Metals. Good luck with it all, Karen, and thanks for your time today. Thanks, Barry. Cheers.